Hang on. And we're live. Thanks for coming again, guys. I'm sorry I'm a, a little bit late. I'm a couple minutes late. Um, I've been running around like a chicken with its head cut off all night. <laughs> uh, just want to give a couple of updates to the podcast and how it operates. You, some of you may have noticed like some like uh, some different names and things on the like on the names of the podcast on the titles of the videos the reason for that is because i have split up the podcast into three parts i have a talking to guests part a reading extremist literature part and then i have a current events part um, right before the, actually, it's been a couple hours now. A couple hours ago, I did the current events part um, with a, a friend of mine, one of the staff members on the Discord. He's a former Mormon. He um, he talked about the general conference, the Mormon general conference that just happened recently. Uh, talked about any major changes that took place on there, things like that. It's pretty interesting. It's not public yet. It is public on uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, and um, I think that's it for the moment. I, I'm working on getting it public on um, on Spotify, Google Play Store, places like that. Not not ready yet, but it's in the works. So anyways, if you want to see the podcast, you can either wait for Tuesday on YouTube or you can go check it out now on uh, on iTunes or SoundCloud. So anyway, so the, the point here is that I, I split the podcast up into three parts. This is the talking to guests part. It's 30 minutes long usually, um, although, you know, I'm a little bit late in things, so we'll see. We'll see where time takes us. But the first guest that I have on the list here is Calaron. So I'm going to unmute him. Are you there? Can you hear me, Calaron? Yeah, I can hear you. How's it going? It's going pretty all right over here. You just finished up a project like 10 minutes before you. Really? A project? The, uh, what kind of project is it? Uh, Well, when I was going, when I first started going to college, I wanted to become a, uh, a criminal, uh, criminal justice major. Right. right? So my project was to interview a former police officer and get his his opinions, basically his experiences on the force down on paper with him answering some questions. And uh, I got to say, good guy, I'm sure, but it's hard to get him to talk. Really? He's not a very yeah. good interviewee, I guess, huh? Oh, well, yeah, sort of like that, like when like i'd ask him like a question that you know it, it's not open-ended but you know it, it's pretty clear that you know right on this and uh, you know like for example um one of the questions was what was your favorite experience as a law enforcement officer and the guy goes oh well one time when i was uh working there i was given uh you know dare right yeah yeah dare totally well, in his town, I guess, they were doing something like D.A.R.E., but he got to make up the, the curriculum rather than just being D.A.R.E. Okay. And he got it approved, and he said that was his happiest, or his happiest experience. And I was like, uh, hey, do you, do you mind elaborating on that? You know, was there any day in particular? 
and the guy just went right. well when you have a good day we call it a good shift and i'm like that's okay that's odd <laughs> what an odd well he seems like a nice enough guy though at least right yeah he was i'm sure he's nice uh i actually he's uh he's uh extended family but it's okay. just like the guy like for whatever reason just a little closed off i was like all right well got my 15 questions done that's funny Bye. man <laughs> yeah you know i remember dare um as far as i can remember that was like a 1990s thing i think and i could be wrong here i think it was created by nancy reagan but it turns out we talked about this in like some psychology classes forever ago where they used a lot of scare tactics in that and it's um, scare tactics never work as it turns out statistics show scare tactics don't work so uh, we actually had um, I think we had dare and then shortly after that we had just say no and schools that went through the just say no program had more drug use than I mean drug use increased after they went through that program it's so crazy I don't know why that is exactly but I know scare tactics sometimes have the opposite effect because, you know, you show a picture of like a, a meth addict that's just completely strung out and, you know, with like burns on their face and stuff like that. And then the person meets a real life meth addict and they're like, they don't look like that. You know, I suspect mm -hmm. that's probably why scare tactics don't work. I don't know for sure. But anyway, yeah. so let's get it back on track. Uh, what religion did you come from originally? Are you still religious or? Well, originally, uh, way back when my family were, we were sort of Christian in the sense that, you know, it, it's the relaxed practicing where you don't really have a, a defined, uh, you know, Protestant, Catholic, you're not either of those because nobody ever talks about it. Um, my dad's Protestant and we went to a Protestant church when I was in Florida, but that really just made me into a uh, into a mesotheist for a while, which is just when you fucking hate God. Sure. Uh, and afterwards, when I started to realize, hey, maybe things don't need a supernatural uh, explanation, that was the point when I started to shift over into uh, atheism. Okay, interesting. So, so I, I don't think I've heard this term before, mesotheist. Mm. What does it mean um, exactly? Well, basically, to the best that I've ever heard it described, it's um, it's basically, you ever just have an absolutely shitty day, like just the absolute worst day ever? You look up at the sky and you just wonder for a straight second if God hates you. Yeah, yeah. That, but ideology, basically, where it's like, there's a God, he fucking hates you, or he's just playing games. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. That's super interesting. I don't think I've heard that term. I'm going to have to use that in the future. Of course, I don't believe in God at all, so can't really mm. think he hates me if I don't believe in him, right? Yeah. But, I'd uh, say I'd say do some do some research on it cuz I don't even know if I'm I'm being Right. Correct don't know if that's correct. Yeah. I'll do that. <laughs> that that is pretty interesting though. So what was it exactly that got you to kind of walk away from religion exactly? Well, for a long while, I sort of vacillated back and forth on whether or not, like, whether or not there was a, a, a god there, or if, um, if I was just, like, whether or not there was a god there, or if it was just, like, a cruel existence. Sure. But after a certain point, I just started to say, well, look, it can't just be this, because, you know, it can't just be, like, me. 
you know, why would God create somebody and then just pick on them in particular? You know, sure. like that's that's above and beyond cruel. <laughs> that's just evil. Yep. Um, so I basically just went, well, that's not really reasonable. And all these things suck. And I might have bad luck, but luck isn't the same as God, you know? So that was the point where I just said, all right, well, it's an unreasonable stance, more or less. So I'm just not going to have it, you know? Super interesting. So how did your parents react to that? Did they kind of shove it down your throat when you were little, or were they pretty moderate generally? Well, they didn't really... Like I said, they're the relaxed practitioners, where Mm. they don't really... You know, they don't really react to it. Sure. Um, so they never really pushed it down my throat. I did go to church when I was little, but it was only for like two, three years. And even then, you know, I just kind of like, I just kind of made it known. My sister is, uh, what is it? What's the one where you worship like a, a gods, but you like, it, it's like. Polytheist? Not polytheist. It's a uh, pagan pagan okay yeah my sister is pagan so she was just she said it and i just made my my stance known and my parents were like oh well my (laughs) grandma (laughs) my grandma was uh something else entirely because my grandma was uh she's uh she was catholic if i'm uh if i'm not remembering wrong and she was the type of catholic where if you say you're an atheist she's gonna be like what and like you know like the kind where you don't want to be mean because they're really nice but at the same time you know it's just like i don't want to say what's wrong here so she basically uh, the last time i talked to her about it the last time she was alive for me to talk to her about it was when i was about 11 and that was the time i was just like oh i'm i'm agnostic you know the the easy middle ground between the two sure yeah i'm with you that's really interesting okay so religion didn't really affect you adversely not like a lot of people i guess that's lucky but what was it that kind of drew you to uh like this corner of youtube what was it that got you into this kind of uh subject in the first place you think well i mean the earliest one would be uh when i was young and you know you always hear people talking about how like you know cursing is bad Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. well the thing is, you know, my parents made sure to let me know, you know, you can't take the Lord's name in vain, all that stuff. And then when I was young, I went, hey, wait a minute. My parents say, fuck. Right. <laughs> wait a minute. Cursing happens. So I said it and, you know, I ducked and covered under my bed. Oh, that's I funny. I was like, God's coming to hit me with lightning. My bed will protect me. That's uh, hilarious. But after that, the part that actually drove me to this part of YouTube was um solely, actually. Uh, Sully introduced me to your channel, and he introduced me to the server itself. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so Sully is who to you exactly? Of course, I know, just for the audience. Yeah. Um, Well, he's my boyfriend, and also he's my fiancé. Very good. Is this a recent development, the fiancé bit? Uh... Been about that for the last year, if okay. I remember right. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Anyway, that's awesome. That's really fantastic to hear. Um, I hope your parents didn't react too poorly to that either. <laughs> they don't know. Oh, they know, really? They know he's my boyfriend, but um, he's actually has come up here a few times, okay. but they don't know about the other bit. <laughs> okay, okay. That's interesting. How do you think they're going to respond when they find out? Uh no idea but i know that for a lot of people who i tell it to you know their immediate response is oh well that's dumb 
it's really? gonna break apart well yeah because you know because most people when you have like a teen romance you know it doesn't matter how long it's been going on it's just their their assumption it's gonna break apart sure. at some point you know sure so i just go I, I avoid the drama and i just go i'm not gonna not gonna touch on that for the for the most time yeah i'm with you but i mean you've been with sully for like a really long time right so yeah yeah i i, I wouldn't have any worries or doubts about you guys um yeah, so you guys have been staff members on the Discord for like a long time, or at least Sully has been. You came in a little bit after, but still, you've been on here for like a long time too. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. How do you feel about the Discord at this point? I mean, do you like it? Are you happy uh, that you're here? Do you think it's toxic or what? <laughs> oh, damn. Does this determine where I go in the staff? Yeah. <laughs> um, I like the Discord. I... I definitely I in the, in the past I have been a part of some pretty fucking terrible discords. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, I've had one that turned into an entirely different discord after some time because basically the core of it broke down. Uh, that discord everybody left because the dude in charge of it was ultra toxic, and mm. he basically went. I I used to be a, an admin for him, right? Right. And the guy basically, there was a member that was hyper toxic, like worse than almost anyone here. Like he bullied people. Jeez, and man. eventually I made it clear I didn't like this guy. I didn't like what was happening with him. And this guy kept getting defended by the server owner until finally I went and I went to a different server and I said, hey, look, I don't like this. You know, this guy, he's being defended by this guy. And for my convictions about, uh, Four months later, someone from that server apparently went, contacted the server owner, and so me and him got into a fight. Uh, I had my admin taken away, and then mm. he made the guy who bullied people into the uh, head admin under him. It all went downhill from there, I imagine. Oh, yeah. No, it went to fucking shit. <laughs> what a mess, man. Yeah, I know what you mean. That's That's pretty crazy. Well, I appreciate you coming on and talking to me. It's been really interesting, and sorry I didn't get you on sooner. Um, but yeah, I'm glad you got here. Maybe I can talk to you again one of these one of these days. Alrighty, thank you. Yep, I'll talk to you later. See ya. Yeah, the 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 this Discord that I'm on, um, it's a really good Discord, honestly. It's a good Discord. Um, I think that generally Discord is toxic, just Discord. Um. You know, it's not a slight against any person or any anything. It's just Discord in general can get really, really out of hand if it's, you know, if it's not kept in control as best as possible and you don't have mature people around to keep reins on it. But, you know, this Discord's had its share of ups and downs as, as any Discord has. But I have had good admins in the past and good mods and good helpers who have put a lot of time and work into making sure that this place is a good place to be, especially the unfinished masterpiece. Shout out to him for keeping everything, you know, clean and straight laced. So thank you to him and all of the others. Anyways. Okay. So the next person I wanted to speak to was Fenrir the God Eater. Are you there? Can you hear me? You're a little bit quiet. Any way that you could amplify your sound a little, or are you on a phone? I am on my phone. 
Okay, that's fine. I, I turned it up a little bit. It's a little quiet. I'll see if I can turn mine down to uh, even out the sound. So anyways, um, you've been on here before, haven't you? I have. Well, welcome back. That's pretty cool. So remind me of your story. Remind the audience. As far as I can remember, you are an ex-Jehovah's Witness, right? Yes. And you you left recently, didn't you? In the past, like, year or something, I think. Yep. Um, not la the for the last August. So, the August before the last. Okay, so uh, 14 months or 15 months, somewhere in there. So, what happened exactly? What? How did that play out? Well, it was a rough journey um i had stopped going to meetings um due to some uh i had a death in my family my mom had died so you kind of step back right so your mom died and you kind of started stepping back as a result that's kind of interesting to me because a lot of the time what ends up happening is when there's a death in the family um, Jehovah's Witnesses will usually throw themselves in with both feet because they want to see their family member again. They're convinced that they're going to get to see their family member again, right? But you didn't right. do that. You you exited. Why? What was different about your case, do you think, that made you kind of leave when another Jehovah's Witness might have stayed in? Well, I had been, before my mom died, I, I had already started to become inactive. Hmm. Um, me and my wife had had a lot of trouble being witnesses and trying to be married hmm. because people are so involved in your life. Sure. And it really weighed down on my marriage. So I had already started dwindling in the religion since that. Um, and then when my mom died, that was, that was just right, the, the final thing, taking a break. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Very interesting. So what was it like? I mean, your wife was Jehovah's witness at the time too, right? Yeah. What was it like trying to exit with your wife? I mean, were you both on the same page? Cause a lot of the time that kind of event really tears a marriage apart. It can tear a marriage apart. You know, one believes the other doesn't. What was that like? It was really rough. Um, we had always had kind of a weird, rough relationship. Being witness, trying to date. Um, she was a really she like she's a firm believer, but she was always kind of like not the greatest witness girl. But she really did believe it. Um, so we got in trouble for stuff and, um, because of all stuff like that, that's when I started backing off and she, mm -hmm. but she would get angry at me for backing um, off. Yeah. Mm. That's uh, rough. So, so how was long rough. was the period of time? Separated. Say again. We're, we're separated. Oh, you're separated now. Is she still Jehovah's witness? She is technically. I'm not sure um, how dedicated and active she is. That's a shame. To, That's a shame to today. hear. Yeah. 
I know that, that yeah. that's a pretty common occurrence, though, that people get pulled apart like that. I know that um, my brother, when he was exiting, his wife fought it to the death. She didn't want to leave the religion. She was still convinced it was real. And he was like, you know what? You keep going. I'm not going to have anything to do with it. And it almost destroyed their marriage. Of course, now they're separated and they have separate lives now anyways. But yeah, that right. that can really damage yeah, a relationship. Yeah, that's what's happened to me. Yeah, that's a, that's a real shame. But uh, look, you're on the outside now. And I don't know about you, but personally, I would give up anything to be on the outside instead of the inside. Or just about anything. Damn near it. Right. But... Anyway, yeah, I appreciate you coming on and talking to me again. Uh, I'm glad you got on. That, that's really interesting. Before I let you go, is there anything that you wanted to talk about personally? Like any anything you wanted to cover? Anything like that? I was glad to see um, you do the video on the Caleb and Sophia uh, little the new one cartoon. Yeah, yeah, that was super interesting. You know, um, like I, I did a lot of Caleb and Sophia videos in the early days of my YouTube career and people really loved that stuff and it felt really good going back to those roots. I just, I, I was so happy with that video. It was like a 19 minute video that I did and uh, yeah, it was really good. Yeah, I appreciate it. I, I thought it was one of the best that I've done in a long time, I think, but anyways, yeah. I, like I said, appreciate you coming on, and maybe we'll get you on again, okay? Yeah, that'd be awesome. All righty. All right. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, like I said, I, I really liked doing that video. That was an awesome video. Uh, and it's so full of garbage. That video was just... I mean, the, the Caleb and Sophia video was just begging to be debunked it was almost as bad as the anti-gay one they did um but anyway uh crate do you have questions for me right now or no yes yes i do okay, let's have them um here uh all right this is from for the cheese uh when will telltale plays become a thing wait when will nope it? nope 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 did answer the question tale, do not tale? don't i'll kill you i think you said telltale okay so when will Telltale Plays be a thing? Yeah, that that is a uh, YouTube channel that I have. I haven't really done anything with it yet. I just created the name. Uh, haven't even added an... Well, you know, I, I did add a profile picture to it, I think. Uh, but yeah, that's about all I did with it so far. My goal with that channel is... So I'm sure a lot of you have probably seen the Angry Video Game Nerd, right? Um, I really like the fact that he goes into the histories of these retro games. I'm sure a lot of you realize that I'm a retro game collector. Well, anyways, um, a novice retro game collector. Anyways, I like the history that he goes into about this stuff, right? I mean, it's a little bit juvenile. It's a little bit um, kind of immature, the, the show is. But I still appreciate what he's doing, talking about them and things. And then I, I watched The Gaming Historian, and that guy's really, really interesting, and, and that's pretty much all I watched Angry Video Game Nerd for, was for the history of it. But he's really dry sometimes. So I wanted to do a Telltale Plays 
or a Telltale gaming channel that kind of got the best of both worlds, talked about the history of these games and showed some gameplay and things like that. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see where it goes. I don't have solid direction for it yet. It takes time to get solid direction for a YouTube channel. But, uh, but yeah, we'll see. Okay, next question. For the record, I've been pushing for it. Yeah, she has. Um. All right, next question. If you could have anything in the world, what would that be? That's from Josh. It would be a hug from Kylie. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, probably unlimited money, maybe. I don't know. I Probably unlimited money. That way I could buy a mansion and move people in. I don't know. Help people, help friends. Some I people, agree. Yeah, some people get their joy from spending money, and some people get joy from spending money on other people. And I I don't know. I, I think I get joy from both. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, uh, next question. Another one from Josh. Uh, what's your greatest desire and your greatest fear? I'm sorry, guys. I just realized that I had the sound for Crate turned way up. My greatest desire and my greatest fear. Um, you know, so when I exited high school I dropped out of high school and I felt like I was struggling to survive I definitely was struggling to survive just working a minimum wage job bringing in exactly enough money to pay for this room in this trailer you know like practically nothing to my name and my my desire at that time was to be financially stable to have enough money just at any cost just do anything to to survive you know it, it's a struggle sometimes so I guess you could say my greatest desire would be to have security financial security and I have a lot more of that now than I ever have in my life I guess it's come with time uh, just working non-stop sometimes just a hundred hours a week sometimes, but I have the the financial security that I didn't have when I was younger. So that was my greatest my greatest desire. My greatest fear. Um. I don't fear. I I don't think I fear anything. Uh, I fear Kylie dying. That's a big fear of mine. That would be really. I mean, I would have no reason to go on living at that point. So they, I guess you could say that. Okay, what's the? we'll take one more question since we're a little bit low on time. I intended to get three guests like usual. Normally, I do three at least. I'm sorry, guys. Um, I, I do intend to do that next time. I just, uh, I was late and ran out of time and everything. But, uh, yeah, do you have another question? Yep. Um, let's see. Beth had one, but I think, I think I'm going to go with a Volt something. Um what are some worldly things that you've fallen in love with since leaving the church uh, that someone things. still in wouldn't have access to? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll tell you exactly what. I freaking love Christmas. There is nothing better. Let me tell you what I really love, okay? I, I love holidays. That's something that worldly people don't really do. Um, and the fact that I can collect things and appreciate things like 
old games and stuff. That's something that that would very well possibly be viewed as worldly because they'll they'd call it loving some worldly possession or being obsessive or or some other nonsense. You know, the moment you lose focus on the Watchtower Society and Jehovah's Witnesses, they start accusing you of obsessing over some other thing when you should be obsessing over them. So I guess you could say collecting old games, collecting retro games, and Christmas, and especially Halloween, every single Halloween, I go to Kylie's great-grandma's house, and she makes chili and cider, and we walk up and down the neighborhood getting candy. I still collect candy to this day. I just tell them it's for Kylie's little sister, which, of course, it's not. It's for me, but uh, they don't know that. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, it's just, look, I didn't get to do this stuff when I was little. I'm doing it now, you know? It's something that everybody should experience, is is taking part in these holidays and living in society, being a part of society, is so, so great. I, I just can't emphasize that enough. But anyways, do you remember? But, do you remember how hard it was for me to talk you into going trick or treating that first time? Yes, in fact, um, I'm trying to remember here. I let's see. So I I left my house when I was 18, and then a few years later, we were still doing the trick or treat stuff. I was not going, but you were taking Kylie, and I refused to go, and you said. If you don't go, then you don't get any of the candy. And I was miffed. So anyway, I still didn't go, and I still ate the candy. Take that. Yeah, you did. You stole it. And uh, so anyways, uh, what I think I was probably 22, 23 maybe when I first went. And it's just the greatest thing. There's nothing bad about this. Seriously, it's just fun. People have to experience this. At least once. I know that there's a lot of um, stress and social anxiety that goes along with it for ex-Jehovah's Witnesses who've never gone through it. I still don't know how a lot of these holidays work. I still don't know everything about how Christmas works and, and what's involved in it or any of the traditions. But it's so enjoyable taking part in it anyways and the family that i have knows that i don't completely understand everything about it so they'll explain things to me every now and then it's just really really good so hope you guys have a good holiday season because i certainly will anyways yeah i appreciate you guys coming on and uh and talking to me and i will talk to you next week